0: This program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle, which is solely responsible for its content. The opinions and views expressed in this program don't necessarily reflect those of 1700 The Champ, Cumulus Media, or its employees or management.
1: The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2.
0: And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge and Dave Creighton, Jr. with you. Not a G-Migs this week. We're remote. Uh, David is... uh, just uh, hitting the beaches in Cancun, I imagine you're on a uh, you're in your room somewhere there. And uh, I'm actually one of our Wells Fargo facilities here in uh, in Arizona for some meetings this week. So uh, we're out of the office, but there was no way we were not going to do a show uh, when <laughs> we had so much going on in the world, the Iowa Hawkeyes, so much success over the last couple of uh, days and 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 we uh, the weekend. And, David, uh, I think this one's got to be one for the books. We're going to remember the way that Iowa got into the Big Ten championship game uh, for a long, long time.
1: It's totally one for the books, Brett. First of all, I just want to uh, remind our audience of uh, your dad, Tom Ridge, and that we celebrated his life this weekend. So just want to make sure that everybody understood that Thank we you. did that. Thank you. Yeah. 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 And, uh, however, what a great week! On Friday, we sit there. You sent this awesome picture of you and Andrew. They're in, uh, I don't even know. What, let's just call it Husker Stadium. What is it what do they call it? In Memorial Stadium. Memorial, yeah, we were right there. Memorial yeah. Stadium in Nebraska. And and then we we sit pensively for I don't know. Two hours, two and a half hours going. All right, come on, come on, come on! And I'm sitting in my living. <laughs> I'm sitting in my living room, and I said to my friend, my friend and stepson Colby, I said, "Colby, can we not block a punt or something?" And then bang, we blocked the punt. Game changes, momentum changes, energy changes. Next thing you know. Here we are, Minnesota well, you know, wins.
0: The, the, And right, there was that too, right? We we had to wait for that too. You know, the interesting thing about it was that uh, that you know the reason that I had marked this one down uh for most of the year as being one, regardless of how good Nebraska was or, or wasn't, was that 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 this would be a tough game it was literally because Iowa had won six in a row, and it's just so hard to win seven in a row and. Sooner or later, you know, a blind squirrel squirrel will find an acorn, right? And I I felt like as as I was sitting there at the end of the third quarter and Iowa is down 21-6, to that's exactly what I felt like. Yeah, Nebraska had moved the football a little bit during the game. They'd had a a few long drives. But Iowa had answered as well and just couldn't put points on the board uh, or at the very least uh, points that the referees didn't want to take back. Uh, and so, <laughs> you know, you're sitting there and it's, it's 21 to six, but maybe it's more like in my, in, you know, in the feel of the game is 21 to 20. And I, and that's when you started thinking, okay, I am right. Right. This is just their day. It doesn't have anything to do with them being better. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with Iowa, not being a good football team. It has to do with the fact that this is Nebraska's day. And then we got the field goal. That, that was another 50 yarder. Caleb shoe deck. Unreal. And then you get the blocked punt, and all of a sudden, I looked at Andrew and I said, "They're going to fold. They're going to crumble." <laughs> and, and that wasn't even. It wasn't even. A, I hope they crumble. It was they are going to. Right. You could just see it in their faces and the faces of their fans, the atmosphere in right. the stadium. They were going to fold.
1: Right, Nebraska, Nebraska themselves, and an in, in interesting idea, an interesting theory about teams that understand how to win versus those teams that learn how to lose by less than 10 points uh, eight times in a year, is that the difference is that they figure out how to win. And that starts at the top, man. And I'm telling you this, how many times this year have the Hawks been behind by double digits? By my count. And I'm I've done no research. Five times?
0: Well, uh Penn State. Uh in Penn State, Minnesota, Illinois. Um, well, no, not Minnesota. Penn State, Illinois, and Nebraska, certainly. That was three. Um, you mean in double digits and come back to win. I I, mean, I know they've trailed in like six games and come back to win, right?
1: They were behind I was Iowa. State. We yeah. Yeah, we were
0: trailed right. there. Okay, you know, so but,
1: six, but six, point, six but out of the point ten wins.
0: Things. Yes, yeah. Your point six out of things.
1: the ten wins. The Hawks yeah. have been behind, and not at, at any time did anybody ocean themselves and decide <laughs> that right. we are not going to win, that we're not going to come back. We're not. We're not going to figure out a way to make this happen. And you know, <laughs> it's it's so funny, on on your. Uh, Twitter, you say you like uh, been a Hawkeye season ticket holder since you were ten years old. It's no wonder you you, you have acid reflex and that you have <laughs> all of these things that have gone on bodily by just watching the way that the Hawks play. And, yeah, it's and uh, yeah, it, it, it's true. We all have to recognize that. You know what? Sometimes we're going to win 28 to 21 after being down 21 to 6, and it's just going to happen. And for those of us who believe, which you and I do, that it's going to happen. And it, it is, there's something satisfying that happens when, when, when it comes to fruition. Which is why the Penn State game, where they won the last play of the game, was so disheartening. Right. Because we felt right. like we we were gonna win, right?
0: Right. So it's well, just- uh, yeah. This this one is exactly that's exactly what you're saying is what I, I felt. You know, it wasn't exactly fun to be at that stadium uh, for three <laughs> quarters of a football game, right? It wasn't. But then, but then that last ten minutes was just delicious right it was just it was just so choice and it and that's the euphoria you get when you come from behind in in, in that fashion and i think we do have to i mean you have to
1: let's let's. it's the camera one ball brett we're not I trying know, to be right, LSU right, guys for the entire back. day
0: yeah <laughs> yep. and suddenly it's the there it is deal. yeah well, well you know let's let's I, i'll tell you what i want the one guy that i want to make sure that that uh we we throw some uh, throw some correct congratulations to that is henry Marquise because uh this is two oh, weeks in course. a row now where he i mean literally through you know last week made the key block running down the sideline with charlie jones on that on that uh kick re- off return for a touchdown when Iowa was down 10 and then of course blocking this punt the other day talk about a kid who could have tucked it in and could have transferred could have done something else Never made it much higher off the depth chart than, than you know, a, a second, you know, a, a third string wide receiver, maybe a D-back. But he took his position on the special teams, takes those positions very seriously, He practices hard, and look what he did. He ends up, uh, you know, really essentially playing the key role in two come-from-behind victories, a guy nobody had ever heard of. You got to give it to him and Kyler Fisher for catching that ball out of the air and running it in. That was incredible as well. But those two guys exemplify. Right.
1: He's number (laughs) thirty-seven. He's number thirty-seven. I don't even know who he is. Right. I knew Higgins. Had to look him up. Right.
0: (laughs) Right. Had to look him up. Right. Of Um, course. So, (laughs) anyway, I will say that. No, I mean, you know,
1: know, I, I, I don't mean that. I don't even. Without, without being disrespectful, we all love our special teams. Bobby Sanders became everyone's favorite player because they Obviously, put him on the yes. kickoff team, yep. right? And so yep. Iowa fans understand the beauty of special teams. But I can assure you that Henry, Henry Marchese <laughs> in number 37, nobody – we didn't know who they were.
0: No, we they heard the names, they and you did, right. but they we did used, their job. Heard the names, yes, right. And it's the little and things gonna, when you say that when you when when you say the little things that you win football games on. Let's compare that to the things that Nebraska doesn't do, right? And let's just have a little fun with this because because I, I, I noticed even uh, Jerry Dinardo on the Big Ten Network show after the game the other night was talking about how much joying the Nebraska players were doing with the officials during the game. Now, there was a lot of weird things that happened. The officials really had a bad game. Are you they talking about us, something.
1: them getting a touchdown called away?
0: Well, there's that, but I'm saying, no, every time, every play, there was a Nebraska player complaining to the referees on every play. And, you know, shut up and play football, right? And on every play, <laughs> they're de- if they make a regular tackle, they get up and demonstrate and taunt. These are the things that Scott Frost does not understand because he's because of his um his arrogance. He does not understand that that attitude until you've actually earned something, you don't demonstrate like that until you've actually maybe won a few games. And actually, there's never a good time for anybody other than the coaches or the captains to talk to the referees. What's more, one of their players punched a referee and didn't even get thrown out, right. But the point well, is, this is why they will be losers under this guy. Well, there's more of a slight. But that's, that's why they will always be losers under this guy, because he doesn't yes. look at that and think that that's a problem. They will always be losers because they have that attitude like that, and they're concentrating on that instead of concentrating on doing their job every play.
1: Oh, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And, and if it's someone else's fault, that you didn't make a play, that you didn't block a guy, that you didn't recover a fumble, that you didn't do this, and that's your problem. That's not the Iowa Hawkeyes' problem because they look at each other and wonder why they didn't do any of those things. And most of the time, that they do. If that makes any sense at all, we do okay. the little things. <laughs> that's right. That's no, right. We do. Absolutely. We is, do the little, the little things.
0: Stuff. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. We constantly, It's a matter of. I'm sorry. It's a matter of. The next. Yeah. When Kirk Ferentz retires, LeVar Woods is the next coach. Oh, guys.
0: <laughs> he, certainly, he certainly does a good job of playing with the, with the special teams. I mean, he's certainly proud. I'm the telling you, he's, the next, he's yeah. the
1: next head coach.
0: Well, but never going to throw it. I'm never going to say that's not going to happen. I'm going to tell you that right now. I will say this. There were uh, there was uh, some improvement we saw. I saw it in, in the in, again in the offensive line, which speaks well to this week. Uh, it, uh, some of it getting some guys back, uh, getting some guys healthy, and getting healthier as a group. Uh, Tyler Goodson went for 156 yards the other day. That's his best as a Hawkeye. I don't know if you knew that he went over a thousand yards I, for the year. Why but, did but,
1: but I he, didn't realize he was that good. was his best. Yes. No, it was no, I mean he was good, yardage. isn't it? Fifty-five yarder to set up. Well, I got I guess what ended up being a field goal. Is that right? Or is that the one that we scored? I think I'm that sorry. was a
0: touchdown. That was a touchdown. Okay, that was the touchdown. Yep, you know He ripped that off for the, he ripped that off, and then we had another one. And I mean, we ran. The, we only ran the ball. Uh, that winning touchdown drive. Oh, was
1: Gavin Williams, play, and then and, yeah, yeah, and. And, you know the beauty? How about that? Brett, you know, that guy my in, favorite you know? my favorite play that a whole drive. Let's run the quarterback's sneak for four yards out. Because <laughs> yep. Nebraska has no idea that we're gonna do that. They showed Brian on the second like, and he was extraordinarily excited. And and he should have been, because we we've, we've got the best center in the country. Pro football pro football focus. Player, offensive player of the year in the Big Ten is uh, Leonard Bob.
0: Well, speaking of all Big Ten players, let's run that down a little bit. The uh, coaches' team came out on the defensive side, coaches and media, and so you've got several in there. Dane Belton uh, is a first-teamer by both. Riley Moss, first-teamer by both. Uh, Charlie Jones is the, is the return specialist first-teamer by the coaches. And Jack Campbell is a first-team uh, big Tener by the media and shoot act. Along with Jones on the media team as well, Caleb Schudek should. By the way, I, I don't even understand how he doesn't make it. The other way. now and a bunch of other guys that uh, recognized. Of course, Matt Hankins on a couple of the on the second and third team. Van ben Valkenberg, Benson. Uh, I don't Mention Noah, Noah Shannon, Kerner, Toyo Terry Taylor. And then when it came down to the uh, defensive back of the year, and I can't remember who it's named after. The defensive back of the year is in the Big Ten is R- Riley Moss. Which uh, puts him in solid category. <laughs> a category. T- yeah, I think that's the uh, national. So Tatum Woodson, oh, the Tatum okay. Woodson, Sorry. defensive back of the year, and then the Rogers White, go. return specialist of the year, is Charlie Jones. So Iowa with a couple of uh, of big awards, and then of course tomorrow the offense will come out, and and Tyler Linderbaum will be the the uh, obviously the uh, player, uh, the center of the year, and. Uh, the lineman of the year, and, and who knows where, where, where they may end up putting him because he's been so dominant. Uh, and, uh, and you never know. He sure enjoys enjoyed wearing that uh, Big Ten West champion T-shirt the other day. Uh, and you never know if he's going
1: to be back or not. I doubt oh it. Oh, my but, God. Uh, You're not even suggesting that.
0: It could happen, man. It could happen. No. It, stranger Stranger things have happened. Yeah,
1: stranger things have happened.
0: I, I don't know why he would except for you want to want want your shot at national
1: championship. He's the 28th consensus All-American at the University of Iowa.
0: Yeah, he will be. Yep,
1: he will be. And and he should take that and some donuts and go to the NFL and make millions of dollars and make whatever offensive line that he goes to the – Premier, I hope he goes. I hope he goes to Washington or Buffalo. Those are my two choices. Ike Bucker, Iowa. Brendan Scherf, Iowa. Let him play next to those two dudes, and yeah. those two teams will become infinitely better instantly in their running game. Yeah.
0: Well, there's plenty of Hawkeyes around the NFL for him to join. Well, I actually to uh, interesting lines, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we'll come back. Uh, we got a little more to since we're on the uh, since we're both on the road, we're gonna skip Tom Cater this week. So we'll be back on the Hawkeye Report. On the Hawkeye Huddle on seventeen hundred, the chance. And we are hey back Brett, on the
1: Hawkeye Huddle. Brett, I have a yes, sir. I have a theory. We're you missing theory. out on spin duel.
0: We, maybe we should Well <laughs> we need them as an advertiser, is that what you mean?
1: My God. Know. Two minutes what? on our show for free? We we can do that. What I don't know. Oh wait, hey, Brett so- I am live from Cancun, Mexico and Jesus has just dropped off the delicious supper, two bottles of wine, and uh, everything here at LeBlanc, Cancun. Just wanna give him a quick shout out. Uh, he didn't pay for that. In fact, I pay him, which is fine. <laughs> give him a go, something, hawks. something on the side. There you go. They go there, there you go. Like, uh, loud, loud. Go hawks, go hawks. There we go. There you go. Uh, that get him an extra, that was, an extra tip. There, that's great. Well, it's <laughs> like at you're least worth a
0: quarter. I think you're enjoying yourself, which is good. Dude, get uh, uh, out
1: of here. We yeah. were delayed. <laughs>
0: I, well, I know. It took you a while.
1: Hey, so um, hey, by the way, how about back... a basketball game last night? Yeah, well, let's talk
0: about that. So, Iowa, yes. you know, the, the, the uh, win on uh, on Friday against Portland State, nice enough, 85-51. But then last night, going to Virginia, getting up 21 at one point in time, and then uh, fending off the rally, actually, after Virginia took the lead twice uh, in the last two minutes. Uh, but Joe Toussaint banks in a shot, a little one-on-one action. Cannot be what Fran really drew up, but he had it, and he took it. It was a good shot. And Mac with the block on the other end, and Iowa comes out oh with 75-74 winners, and it was exciting.
1: It was exciting, and it was fantastic. And, you know, I have an issue with Hawkeye basketball fans. You sit there and go, oh, my God, the second half was horrible. I can't believe we sucked this bad, so on and so forth. Dear Lord, the only reason the second half was bad is because the first half was amazing, right? (laughs) Yeah, it it was. You can really see. If if we're not up 21, we lose by 20. That's why this basketball team is good.
0: Well, they definitely have, uh, that when they are going, when they are moving and cutting without the ball, and I think to some extent it's when they're getting stops and they're they're able to get on a fast break and they're not having to walk the ball up the court. When they're doing that, they're able to get the other teams out of sorts a little bit. They were getting a lot of easy shots, and they were making them. And, of course, Jordan Bohannon was on fire in the first half, and suddenly they're up, and they were up 14 at the half. But, you know, Virginia's good, and they did make a comeback. I, I, I didn't feel like Iowa was doing anything particularly wrong. They were just, you know, they just weren't doing it. Philip Racha had, uh, he had uh, eight points for or four shooting, but he had a little tough time on the free throw line towards the end there.
1: That hurt a little bit, but and then you got J. knocking Brett,
0: down a three and you got Toussaint making, making
1: uh, his shot. It, it, you can't complain. There's nothing to com- complain about. And Bracha made, I don't know, two or three great plays there in the second half where all of a sudden he's like, you know what? I'm going to make a play. I'm going to go up. Yeah. I think it was too bad because it, Two baskets in a row, obviously missed three free throws, which was eh, okay. So maybe it it maybe Fran has figured this out. As we get down late in the game, if we are ahead, we take him out. We put in put in uh, Chris Murray, you know, who can make free throws. By the way, Chris Murray is really really good. I mean, Kenyon absolutely or Keegan, excuse me, Keegan, obviously, but Chris Murray is really, really impressive to me here in, you know, the first seven games.
0: Well, Keegan got his 18 last night, continues to lead the country in scoring. It wasn't a flashy 18 by any stretch of the imagination. And he started to see a little bit of what defenses are going to do to him. And I was happy he could get 18 in that situation. But then yeah, you got complimentary guys. Chris is more than a complimentary guy. He'll be, you know, when Keegan moves on to the NBA earlier, I think probably as he will. Chris is going to be a focal point at some point in time of, of this basketball team. And then you've got Bohanna with the six threes last night. And for that matter, I love, I love, I loved, uh, I loved a, a lot of what I saw out of Perkins, and I loved a lot of what, what I saw out of T Mac. I thought that uh, Fran needs to figure out what he wants to do with Peyton Sanford who has had yes. some really good scoring games, but he was absent at some odd times last night. And I, I kind of felt like, the, the, you know, Fran does run into this where he has a tough time sort of getting lost in his rotations. <laughs> We've seen this over the years. And I think the guy he lost last night was Sanford, who probably could have helped stem that tide when Virginia was coming back because Peyton's unconscious. Uh, well, he has no conscience when it comes to shooting. Uh, those three balls, and he probably would have gotten some of those. That's a guy we got to figure out how to work more into the game, I think, at certain points in time. And I, I, I'm sure Fran went with a little bit more defense, uh, thinking Chris would fill that role a little bit and, and maybe even Connor. Uh, but but that's the guy I, I look for them to try to put in. Now, they've got Purdue this week, number two Purdue, Friday night, uh, 8 p.m. at Mackey Arena. By the way, if you're going to the Big Ten Championship, you could just, you know, buzz through uh, – West Lafayette. Are you and, doing it? Uh, take a look.
1: Are you going to uh, do that?
0: I have. I've, I've looked at it. I haven't pulled the trigger on tickets for that. So uh, it's possible. 8 p.m. seems like I eh, might be missing out on what's going on in Indy. I what? don't know. We'll see, I might. Very well, Hero? Yeah, what you are you going to miss? They yeah, might. A lot of Hawkeye, fa- lot of Hawkeye fans. party A lot of Hawkeye fans partying in in in, uh, in Indy on Friday night. You know.
1: And then I of course uh, Illinois Monday.
0: Yeah, Illinois on Monday at 6 p.m. in Carver. So, yeah, you got uh, you know a number two ranked team, a a previously ranked team uh, this week. You're seven and zero. You're just starting to skirt the possible top twenty five. I don't know that you'll get in if you if you lose to Purdue, but um, you know the seasons the seasons at a point right now. This little juncture is the one that we looked at and said, okay, there's five games in here. It's these th- these three. And then Iowa
1: State, plus State, is better, and Utah State,
0: right? And clearly Iowa State's better than than we thought they would be, uh, quite a bit. So we, I mean, we knew they'd be better, be better, but not this much better um, than than that. So those are all tough games, and we're going to see what happens if Iowa can figure out a way to come out of here, even at three and two of these games.
1: Oh my uh, so God! What, if we if go three and guys, two in this, Rich, if we that, go three and two in this, you have to be happy. I have a, yeah. I have a yeah. suspicion. An early, an early last call. We're going to run in Purdue, okay? So that's going to happen. The Hawks are going to beat Illinois.
0: Yeah. Illinois I,
1: think that, only I, I think they will. Kofi. If you can guard the outside, let Kofi go for 40.
0: Yeah.
1: And guard the outside, the Hawks win. I watched him play that uh, game. Uh, I I watched that game last night.
0: Yeah, I didn't catch that one last night.
1: So did they? Oh, I uh, did. What, what and I'm you? like, if you guard the outside, and and uh, uh, actually not allow Kobe to get an offensive rebound, because he's really good at that. They're completely and utterly beatable, which is what we thought and saw out of Virginia. In even yeah. with the Hawks were yeah. up twenty-one, I knew a, run, we all knew, a run was coming. Right, right? we're at the JPJ. This is Virginia. This is a team that is a top twenty-five defense every year. I mean, in Iowa is Iowa, and we're not a top twenty-five defense. And so we're going to give up some points, and we're going to have to struggle. But what they showed last night to me was grit. Pomerity, the iron fire, and, and <laughs> Joe T. Taking that shot off the backboard and three rims, and it having it go down. In years past, sounds like that didn't go down. You know, well, maybe that, a, maybe
0: that's right. Yeah, that might be that might be the difference in when why this team may have something that that we didn't think it would right. have. Right there. I mean those guys those guys have played for the i mean they got a lot of experience the last couple of years they were just they were just all role players and they're stepping up like starters now right and and so it may well be i like that so you use the words true true grit which is the way i, I felt like i feel like describing the football team right uh right. the way that they, exactly. grind, they grind the way they grind you and i feel like uh, the the men's basketball team is not going to necessarily be a grinding team because they're, they they try to play so fast, but they definitely will be a gritty team when it comes down to uh, they're just they're just not going to let stuff rattle them. And I love the fact that that, that Virginia took two leads there, in a full uh, gym uh, on their home court, and Iowa still found a way to make some buckets and, and come from behind and win. I, it was it's very encouraging considering. What you're looking at the rest of the way, and by the way, I, I think you know not only Purdue and Illinois, but uh, so Purdue's really good. Illinois, as you said, I think pretty much overrated. And I'm looking around the rest of the Big Ten right now and not super impressed, right? I mean, I think that there's, uh, I think that there's some teams that are a little better than we thought they might be, but there's some just god awful teams in the Big Ten and
1: some certainly. Well, you want to, to know what team one. I think is better than anybody you ever thought were going to be? That's the Iowa guys.
0: Yeah, that's, that's that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. And people are sitting up and taking notice. I think I read Doug, Doug Gottlieb said something to Chris Hassel the other day. It was a twi- tweet, but it was something about that he really thinks they're better They're better this year. Even though they don't have Luka and, and Wheezy. they're better overall as a team because of the, of the different options that they have. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. And I think uh, you know you, when you look at the way they match up with a lot of teams, they present problems based on the fact that they can do so many different things. And it's unlike last year, where they uh, the, the problems that you presented were you had to figure out how to guard the post and the big. Well, yeah, no, freak, the,
1: prob- the problems were completely obvious. Last right. year's problems were completely obvious. This year's problems are are subtle. I mean, Jordan last night was so Jordan. He was like he was playing in Ames, like, oh, good, you're let me alone for this, bang. Really, really love for that, bang. And when he gets like that, you have to remember that man is 97 years old. He Blake, is, is, is 64th year <laughs> in the Big Ten. <laughs> He's he got to be. He is a lot afraid of, of going yeah. on the road. Yeah. No. By the way, any of you who think Gordon Mohan is not a really good basketball player, go to the YMCA. I don't know. Twenty years from now, and try and guard him, and when he's yeah. just stealing <laughs> on you for crying <laughs> out loud! Yeah. Hey, I you mean, know the
0: other neat the, the other neat part about what they did last night was they only had four turnovers against that that Virginia defense that is so freaking famous. freaking
1: turnovers! Four against four. The Virginia defense. The Virginia
0: Cavaliers, the mighty pack line defense of the Virginia Cavaliers. It was fun. It was fabulous. Uh, and we've got a couple of really good games coming up this week, so we'll see how we'll see how they do. We'll throw those into the into the last call. though I think you made yours here a minute or well, two
1: I ago. Well, really I've made one last call. Purdue is going to run us in Illinois. We're beating them. So, but the big one is coming is, on the football game. Oh, it it
0: is, it is Saturday night, uh, of course, in Indianapolis. And let's jump back to that a little bit. Um, when you start thinking about uh, that, the there there could be a controversy. I think Iowa fans now, including yours truly, are resigned to the fact that Spencer Petras should start this game, and he's going to start this game, based on the fact that I think we saw I think we saw the the how the armor the, the that surrounds young Alex Padilla isn't necessarily all that much tougher, and I think there are advantages now. If that offensive line can actually play the way they have the last three weeks, I think I think it plays better into a, a stronger-armed Spencer Petras with a little bit better command of the offense who is probably not going to try to force as many balls. Um, if the offensive line can't protect and he starts running for his life, they better throw Padilla in the game. And and that's the way that it, it probably needs to be is it, based on what's happening with that offensive line because Spencer can't, still can't run much but i did notice the other day he got flushed a couple of times you know he didn't actually he didn't actually go down he flushed himself out of a pocket a couple of actually times that's, which is good to see no
1: reggie that's a that's a really good point and and he wasn't looking to run and he really wasn't looking to just step up he just sort of scooted and and then and then he made a pass and made a throw and you know it's interesting When he came out in the second half, I think his first pass of the entire second half was a deep ball to Keegan. Not one that he maybe would have thrown four weeks ago. And I I I agree. These quarterbacks are learning off each other.
0: I agree. I thought the same thing. I actually thought the same thing. I think he started to notice some things that Alex was doing that were successful and, and thought, you know, maybe I better emulate that because it's given some, the team some energy, right? right. First
1: pass. Wound, it was
0: deep, it was a deep ball to the left side to, to Keegan. Yeah. And yeah, he overshot a couple of guys, but he also, he also, he can make that sideline throw. He, he made it a couple of times once to LaPorta and once to uh, Charlie Jones, just, you know, the down and out and just past the sticks. And he's got the gun to do that. And, so I, you know, I are you like kidding that me? That
1: then, the you know, third and ten was, pass he made to Charlie Jones yes, for thirteen yes. yards. That was
0: that was that was a that was, a, that was a, what a, a dart a bullet, right? It's a dart absolutely, and and you you had he had to throw that a hundred miles an hour clear across the field. It's a forty yard throw, right? But it never gets right. off the ground, and that's one that Padilla actually has to throw up in the air a little bit, and it hangs a little bit. His ball does. So th- there's advantages here to this, and I never, you know. It, I, I definitely wanted to see what Alex Padilla could do as as the quarterback of the Iowa Hawkeyes, and I think he needs to be at the ready on Saturday night. But uh, it, it definitely, I think they made the right move on on last Friday, and I think. Uh, oh, I do I think too. Made the right move. And I think he's made the right move for who he's going to start this week. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I did. All right, we'll be back. We'll wrap things up, talk a little wrestling as well. We come back on the Hawkeye Huddle. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. Thanking our sponsors. As we come back from the commercial break, we're not at G tonight, but we do want to encourage you to get down there and check out uh, Steak Night and uh, any night of the week as well. There's all kinds of great food down there. A lot of stuff going on uh, here in the holiday season uh, down there. Jingle in the Junction. I think one of those is coming up here uh, soon as well. Uh, but uh, G of course, our home for the Hawkeye Huddle for several years now. We certainly appreciate their help along with AMPM Plumbing and uh, David. What does AMPM Plumbing do? I'm not quite sure.
1: We lost Dave. I'm gonna-
0: Oh, okay. Well, he'd be saying if he were on the line, he'd say they do plumbing. And they do it, uh, they do it 24-7, and they don't charge you uh, anything extra for coming out after hours or on weekends. And that is a, a good bonus as well. So AMPM Plumbing, they're also in the Valley Junction area. And, of course, uh, we want to thank our friends uh, uh, Angela Lancaster at REMAX Concepts and Brian Hout at Key Mortgage uh, for supporting the Hawkeye Huddle. Uh, we appreciate everything that they do for us. Uh, as well we are breaking things down as we get set for the Big Ten Championship coming up this Saturday night Iowa and Michigan and of course uh, this is one where where uh, Jim Harbaugh has not had a ton of success against Iowa if you go back and uh, take a look at some of the games especially when they came in uh, what was it 16 they came uh, on a roll and Iowa with the big upset that night and Iowa has done very well now did lose I think that was Two years ago, up in uh, up in Ann armor ten to uh, three, when Iowa got slowed down and could not score that day. But uh, Kirk's had some serious success. I believe he's got a winning record against the Wolverines and certainly against Jim Harbaugh. The question for Michigan comes down to: Did they, you know, kind of blow their uh, blow their top and blow their stack <clears throat> against Ohio State on Saturday? That
1: were you asking if they shut their wide? That I didn't
0: say it that way, but yes. Uh, the question is: Did they shoot their wad against Ohio State on Saturday? Will they come in? Will they come in with the with the excitement that Iowa certainly will have, or will Michigan come in with uh you know having trouble getting up? I mean, there's no question; it's an emotional game, college football. You have to get up, and will they be up for this one after after getting that Ohio State monkey off their back?
1: No it's it's a great it's a great point. And it's a great question, and and I. <clears throat> I actually have a feeling that the Ohio state hangover might be real and teams that beat Ohio state do not typically come back the next week and act as, act as if they have been there before. If you understand what I'm saying, because frankly nobody beats Ohio state State in that fashion. So, I think this is a really good spot for Iowa. And and I tell you what, I mean, if the offensive line can figure out how, how to protect quarterback, I think the Hawks have got a great chance on Saturday night. And Gus Johnson is going to say Iowa at a volume we haven't heard since 2015.
0: Sure. Hoping that they're going to paint the end zone with a little bit bigger <laughs> Iowa this time around. And maybe that'll yes. help as well. <laughs> Hawks will be wearing black by the way and Michigan will be in the road uniforms uh, so that'll be uh, the color scheme uh, number 13 the Hawks now up I uh, saw the college football playoff poll just out uh, number 12 in the coaches poll 15 in the AP 13 though in the CFP poll
1: uh, 13 Michigan in the CFP so we two. got to, we have to win tons of. yes we have to win yes. in order to get into the
0: no, Well, yeah. actually yeah.
1: Rose Bowl or, Rose bowl or citrus bowl
0: No, I think so. If you win, if you if Iowa wins, they will automatically, as the Big Ten champion, they automatically go to the Rose Bowl. That's the contract. I mean, you could be, you could be out of the top twenty if you won the Big Ten. You you go to the Rose Bowl.
1: So So there's really
0: very little way, very really very little way. Yeah, if they lose, clearly they're not going to move up into the top twelve after losing, even if it's a close game. They probably won't move up. So then they cannot be taken. Uh, ahead of, of other teams that are available in that top 12 for uh, either the Fiesta or the Peach, so yeah, then they would fall to more more than likely the Citrus Bowl. There's some other possibilities there. Some shockers could come along and happen, you know, um, but the chances are very good that it would be um, it would be the Citrus Bowl. So either way, a, a nice deal. I think obviously the the one thing that's a little bit interesting is that uh, the Rose Bowl this year, whoever they would be going against. Um, it's Oregon uh, it's, or Utah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oregon or Utah. I, I guess maybe, I don't know. What's the cache of playing uh, Utah at this point? It's, it's kind of one of those uh, it, it's, it's not Dude, a good blood program, but it'd be fun. If, but if you go to the
1: Rose bowl, it's always great. There is well, never a bad yeah, season yeah. where you go to the Rose bowl.
0: That, that's true. And the citrus bowl looks like it's going to be Kentucky, which would bring you the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the uh, Mike Stoops angle. Uh, into this, which would be a, a little bit interesting Mark. as well, having uh, you know, Mark. Mark, Mark, Mark Wait, I get I get them confused. Bob, Mark, and Mike. Is it Mark?
1: Yeah, no, oh, Mark. Sure. Okay, Mark. Mark.
0: Okay, Mark. Uh, okay. So you no that chance the, for yeah, Ole Miss because
1: I would love to play Ole Miss.
0: Uh, Ole Miss is going to be in that top twelve. They're sitting at eighth right now, and they're going to be in that top twelve. So they're they're going to end up in the New Year's Six Bowl. So falling to the Citrus would not happen you know, so they're, they're, they're probably locked higher. I wanted to see that too, but I think it's going to end up being Kentucky, which again, you know, from a national standpoint in terms of the cachet of what the game looks like, eh, it's Kentucky, but they're a good football team. If you've been watching them this year, they're actually, they're actually pretty solid. So that would be, that
1: would be a very good, that would be would be a very good football game. Yes. Don't but. want to
0: get out of here before we mention the wrestlers, uh, David. I, I, I oh my gosh, thank you here. for yeah. thank
1: you for going there.
0: Yeah, Army. Uh, they beat Army on uh, on uh, Sunday, thirty six to seven. They're not wrestling all their regular guys. Uh, you know, one ninety seven, one forty nine. A couple of guys, Kobe Schmicky and uh, Zach Glazer. Uh, they both lost. Uh, well, or one twenty five. Uh, in one twenty five, yeah. Jesse, uh, is it Weibury? Weiburn.
1: Uh, was yeah, in there for yeah, right.
0: Lee, and they you know they and he won, but uh, it, you know this is a situation where Tom is trying different wrestlers in there uh, at different points in time, and and knowing that they're still going to win. Now, next match is, or meet is uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday against Sunday, Iowa State. Sunday, K-8.
1: Sunday, Sunday. I hope we get to see yeah. all the big dogs.
0: Yeah, I think I, I think you might. Uh, in, you know, once we start moving towards some of these uh, some of these matches that Iowa's a little more worried about. Now I don't know how good Iowa State is this year. Oddly enough, I don't think it's on TV anywhere, uh, which is uh, kind of sad. Considering back in the day, you, you not know even you Iowa public I, television. I don't think Iowa public television has it. I don't see it at least on Hawkeyesports.com. So it's not even a BTN Plus thing, which is kind of crazy. So. Now, the Iowa women's basketball team, since they didn't get a play they, uh, because of the COVID issues they've had, they dropped to number nine in the AP poll, but lots of uh, chances to redeem themselves Thursday. They are at Duke, 8 p.m. on ESPN, so Caitlin Clark will get a chance to uh, go out and show everybody around the country what she can do against the uh, Duke Blue Devils. Certainly, Duke is Duke. And then on Sunday, Michigan State comes to town, 3 p.m. in Carver-Cocke Arena, So the women starting to uh, head into some tougher games as well. And it'll be interesting to see what the ninth ranked Hawkeyes can do with that, uh, with that schedule, but should be a lot of fun. Uh, You know, again, one of the leading teams in the country scoring wise, trying to play a little bit better defense this year. And they've had a good, uh, they've done a good job so far, but now the uh, competition steps up and it'll really make things a a lot more interesting to watch.
1: Well, and and if you take the men's, Team. As an example, when the competition stepped up, let's let's hope that the women's team does the same sort of thing. You know, steps up to the competition, shows who they are, and, and Caitlin Clark goes off like Jordan did the other night and, and does the kind of things that we want to see. And, you know, I mean, Lisa's got a really good team. They're number nine in the country.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's, it's listen. <clears throat> Monica Shizano, uh, Shizano. See, I did. I finally got it wrong. Shizano. <laughs> First time ever. She is. <clears throat> she is. Uh, she, she's an all-American in her own right, right? I mean,
1: she's, she's the, the leading Shizano. returning
0: percentage. Sco- the the uh, leading returning percentage scorer in the country, right? So you've got some. You've got some real talent there. When you put the two of them together, along with all those returnees, it's going to be fun. I have not been able to watch them but once so far this year, and uh, I'll, I'm definitely going to dial it up if I can. Oh, geez, I'm going, to be fly- I'm going to miss it. I'm going to be flying home. Oh, how's this for a schedule, man? I'm flying in. Uh, I take an 8 o'clock out of here to get home at midnight to get up at 8 in the morning and drive to Indianapolis.
1: Oh, the so trouble. there's being no chance if you go into the Purdue game.
0: I didn't say there's no chance. There's, there's always a chance. It's still in consideration. It's still in consideration. I was like to do, you at do it. it. Well, I you, there's there's some tickets out there on StubHub. Uh I think they're well, I expensive. mean that based on
1: nice. your flight.
0: Well, I get in at midnight and I get in uh, i get in midnight on Thursday, right? So it, Friday it's rolling Thursday morning into Friday. So I'll have all day all Friday to drive right, to Then drive you over go. To Indianapolis. Then You go. Yeah. You go. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Listen to you. <laughs> Listen to you. I'm in Mexico. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it, right? You can't. You can't exactly participate in the same fashion. Are we getting down to time? But I can't even pay attention now. Are we are time for the last call. We better. It's we time better for our last, call. our last call. I don't think this is going to be right. your last call this evening, but <clears throat>
1: no, <as> far- <laughs> no, it's nowhere near my last call for the night. But it's going to be my last call on the hot Hotel really? Rizzy. Hawks have played Michigan. They have played Michigan so tough over these last few years. Every time we have a chance to beat them, we do. Shudak with a late field goal. 24 23, Hawks. Has the line moved on this at all? It started at 10 and a No, half. we're getting it's 11. getting 11. Oof, okay. Bet your house.
0: And fetch your house. You know what? I do like that. I, I do like. That. You're five twenty nine. Yeah, i I like the idea that uh, that I really figure. I really feel like this. This is going to be. It'll be an even stadium, by the way, because Michigan has never been to the Big Ten championships, so their fans are going to buy tickets too. But is going to be loaded up there. It's going to be loud. It's going to be great. It'll be a terrific atmosphere. And I, I really think, though, that Michigan will come out. Um, I think they'll come out with some. With a, with a little bit of spunk, but it'll go away quickly because of the hangover, the, the Ohio State hangover. I think they're going to have it. I think the Hawks take advantage of that and they keep this one they keep this one close for a while. I, I again, I, I agree. I, I don't take that number. Unfortunately, I feel no, like you're it, right. This might be a ty- This might be a tall number, a tall, a tall order, and you may end up uh, seeing Iowa drop this one by maybe a touchdown. Um, I'm not even sure that it's a touchdown. Super late but it's a touchdown. I'm going to go with the uh, Michigan Wolverines in a heartbreaker, 24-17. to 17. But uh, the men are going to get one out of two, and the, and the women will get both of theirs this week, so that'll be good as well. Hey, thanks to great David and Cancun. Week. Jacob Beal's back at the studio trying to take care of both of us. Uh, we'll be back at home next week, and you can join us then on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ.